actually took a, a week off there, kind of unintentionally. Yeah, we... <laughs> we kept meaning to podcast. <laughs> we did. We were waiting for those, uh, you know, epic, you know, scenery kind of moments to right. record. And really what we got was somebody else's van or their noisy dog yiping. And it was yeah. a little more difficult uh, to do that. Yeah, not... Well, our vacation was amazing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And but. we and we realized we had not taken a full week long vacation. I in couldn't remember a couple of years at yeah. least. Yeah, it's been a very long time. So just you know, we we traveled out to the Olympic Peninsula and and stayed on a different spot on the beach almost every night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. It was, it was pretty it was, amazing. It was pretty cool. We we set out on this um, uh, vacation with no plan. Yeah. Um, we just hooked up the Jeep to the trailer, stocked it with some food, and we knew one place we were going, and that was to the Well and Table, which is a restaurant um, in Issaquah. Issaquah, yeah. And... That uh, that Jason with Drunk Ex Pastors, who we had on the podcast, yeah. and you know a couple months ago, uh, he started this restaurant. And Christian, actually, I don't know this. I, uh, Christian works with him. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. If there's any partnership that's there in the restaurant, but Christian is there a lot. And so we got to Meet hang out them. with both of them. Yeah, we yeah. Sat it up was at the bar. And, it was so much fun and had a, an amazing meal. Um, and it we, was amazing. And we did have their signature cocktail. Yes, the drunk <laughs> ex-pastor. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it was it was a beautiful um, space that they have going. Anybody yeah. who's in, in that area needs to go and have a date night. Go say hi to these guys. They're doing a really good thing there. So yeah. Yeah, and it's it's not one of those where it's kind of like, hey, these guys kind of threw a restaurant together. Oh no, they did it like it's top notch. It's a full on nice restaurant, farm to table. So yeah. everything is local. I um, I was asking them, you know, maybe what... they'll be our spot. No, because they, <laughs> <have a podcast. laughs> they have a podcast. Um, but I uh, I was asking them, you know, what what do they determine is local? And um, pretty much anything, um, Washington, Idaho, Oregon. Yeah, the PNW. Yeah, so. Yep. Um, so that's really fun. Uh, they did have some warrior uh, liquors there for us. They and, did, yeah. Um, just yeah, it was. So yeah, in fact, our drink is uh, a, a new invention of ours. Yes, because you uh, went to Warrior before we went on yeah. this trip and grabbed us some uh, favorites because we love that gin. Yeah. Um, but you picked up two new gins that yes. were really fun. We hadn't tried yet. One was. Um, the ruby gin, yeah, um, which oof, so, so good. good. We'll get more of that. Yeah, a new favorite, and yeah. the other is what we're using today, which is a barrel aged gin. Yeah, so it's a whiskey barrel aged gin, and so it just has a little bit of like a, like I would say that the gin on its own kind of has a. Well, everybody knows that real junipery kind mm-hmm. of, it's a almost like a light kind of flavor, whereas whiskey is a little bit of a heavier kind mm-hmm. of flavor. And so it's got a little bit of that heaviness in the gin. So we tried a recipe and ended up really liking it. Yeah. And I, I hope I was able to replicate it here. And what did we decide to call it? A traveler's old fashioned. Traveler's yeah. old fashioned. So basically I made an old fashioned 
with a whiskey barrel aged gin. Yeah. So it's not an old fashioned. <laughs> it's 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 interesting because it's lighter yeah. than an old fashioned. Yeah. Like because uh, the whiskey's heavier, yeah. but it's heavier than like a gin and tonic. Right. And it doesn't have the fizz, of course, the yeah. gin and tonic. But um, yeah, it's a really. So good... I add a little cherry to yours, yeah. which is totally normal for an old fashioned, yeah. which I don't have in mine because I don't really I like it just the way it is. Yeah. But. Uh, Let's see if we got it. If I got okay. it, this, to the end I got of it the travels. second time. Yeah, because now we're home, not on vacation anymore. Yeah, that's still good. Oh yeah. yeah, good God, it's so good. Yeah. I mean, it's so good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I'm onto something here. I think you are. Yeah, I just invented a real drink. So yeah. no, it's it's really good. So. Um, but yeah, we're, you know, it's, we're recording this on Sunday and it's the end of my time off. Yep. Mine too. Mine just looks different than <laughs> me going back to work looks different than you yeah. going back to work. Well, and we'd orchestrated this trip around um, some time off that, yeah. my vacation time. Um. So after we went to uh, the well and table. Yeah. We um, went back to a really shitty RV park. <laughs> I wouldn't say it was shitty. It just, it was just a place to stop. It was. It truly was just a place to It was to... like a big parking lot with hookups. Yes, exactly. Um, and, but it was, you know, kind of as close as we could, you know, right. get there. And so anyway, we stayed there and the next morning we got up and then where do you want to go? And that's literally what we did. Yeah. In fact, we'd paid for two nights there. Yeah. Because we thought we were going to hook up with some friends, but... One of the minutes. Can you not say hook up with some friends? Because we're not hooking up with anybody. Oh my god! Yeah, (laughs) we were meeting up with some friends. Thank you. Um, but one of them got COVID, and so it kind of like blasted the whole meeting apart, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, well, um, everybody's plans kind of changed by the time we got there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and you know, it was just it kind of sucked. But you know, we decided. So we woke up the next morning. We're like, yeah. What do we? Do we go, you know, visit Seattle sites and, you know, because we were right there, you know, mm-hmm. and stay our other night that we paid for? Or do we just hit the road? And and I then we were like... I wasn't really interested in just visiting yeah. Seattle sites. Like, I don't know. It's just more people and more... I, I wear a mask nine hours a day yes. and I was yeah. looking for all the reasons to not wear right. one. So. Um, so we headed over to Crescent Beach. No, 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 not Crescent Beach. We did. Crescent Beach is the last one we were at. Oh, Crescent Beach was. Pacific Beach. We headed over to Pacific Beach. But they were full. Yeah, Yeah. they were full, but that's where we headed. Yeah. And and then once we got there, we're like, do we go north or do we go south? (laughs) We just kept doing that. (laughs) And it was an amazing trip. Well, we had said um i think it was pre-covid um we had said that we wanted to make it over to the olympic national park yeah and um is it national or state park no yeah olympic national okay and uh because we just we know it's beautiful we've just never been there and um but from spokane and with traffic and everything and getting all the way across it's a long Seven and a half, eight hour drive. Yeah, yeah, to to get there. And so we knew that we were going to have to have enough time, you know, off. We couldn't just do like a four day weekend and do this. Right. 
But um, but by the time we realized, hey, we can actually take this time off, y- y- there is no reserving campsites or anything. But there are, like, the campsites will leave day of open, yeah. the, the state parks. And uh, so we just thought, well, let's just see what happens. Let's yeah. just go from one to the other. So we did that f- uh, for a little while once we realized we were going to go north in um coastally around olympic uh the olympic peninsula Peninsula. we um started kind of plotting at that point and picked a few destination points that we were going to go to so um and then we at one point kind of halfway through maybe we ended up in la push um washington la push Baby. Well. La push. We had no idea. And um, we sent a text or something. Oh, sent a picture or something to Sydney. And she's like, oh, Twilight. (laughs) And we're like, what? (laughs) So we start Googling. We're like, oh, that's where we're at. That's why there's the vampire signs in town. Yes, and werewolf signs. Yeah, it was all coming together. Yes. Interesting fact, though. um, We started Googling, trying to, you know, figure this Where was out. Where the movie we, shot? And, and it was actually not filmed there at all, <laughs> oh. which we later realized was made sense because we had all kinds of restrictions given to us coming into there be- right. because it is a reservation, and so they yeah. have restrictions on filming. So um, we're like, oh, okay. It's too bad because it is absolutely beautiful. So the story took place in La Push. But it was all, yeah, and Ford, yeah. Yeah, and, but it was all filmed elsewhere. Fork, sorry, not Fork. Ford. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, anyway, it was just kind of... <clears throat> yeah, so... Fun stuff that... Yeah, so we pretty much heard water every night of our camping trip, except maybe the right. first night, so... Yeah. Um, the last one was Leavenworth. Mm-hmm. We, we camped right by a creek on that one. Yeah. So, again, we had water, yeah. you know. It was just like these... We didn't know where we were stopping. We were just picking these places. Okay, we're going to show up. And we ended up in the most amazing places every single time. It was awesome. It was such a great trip. Yeah. And uh, ended up in um, Crescent uh, Crescent Beach, Beach, which has a view of Canada at that point. It's on the the northern tip of the Olympic Peninsula. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was just. it was just beautiful. Which was also that I thought spectacular because they had, you know, all these World War II bunkers there yeah. and all that and like big concrete bunkers that are still there. Mm-hmm. And, and so because that was guarding the strait, you know. Yeah. Where, um, and uh, so we got to drive through there and, and kind of look around and, and see some of that stuff, which just that part, that history just fascinates mm-hmm. me, fascinates me. So. And I came home with the mother load of whole sand dollars. Oh my gosh, you could not stop picking them up. I, I have spent my whole life looking for sand dollars every time we go to a beach that right. were whole and never found them. And the very first beach we were at, they were all over. And then, um, so I gathered those up. And then that last one, Crescent Beach, um, we didn't see it the first night we were there, but the next morning when we went for a walk on the beach, it was just, they were the biggest ones we found too. I mean, they're bigger yeah. than my hand. Yeah. Like it was amazing. Amazing shells. Uh-huh. We found one completely 
closed, and closed it smells clam. really bad. So we don't know what's in there. <laughs> if anybody knows what's inside these shells, we're debating: do we open it and look for the pearl that's going to make us money, or right. <laughs> do right. we go ahead and throw it away because something is going to get us in the night? Because it smells like death, which it is. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I'm not sure what we did yeah, to we, nature, but you were trying to good. dry all these out on our kitchen counter, and I walked upstairs and, and I was like. No. <laughs> no. As soon as I open them up out of the bag, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is why I don't like seafood. <laughs> it's the smell. Yeah, yeah. Because of the rotten sea, the rotten sea creatures yeah. we brought home. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It was, it was nasty. Yeah. So now they're in the garage drying out. And, yeah. And stinking the garage outside the garage door open. I don't know what I'm doing with these. Maybe some kind of shadow box or something. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm was, kind of thinking that we need to research how to effectively dry them out mm-hmm. and you know, yeah. cure them. I don't know. Well, we came home and it's raining, so we can't even put them out on the porch in the sun right. or anything. So. Where animals would come and get them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We'd have a flock of birds picking at our We, we would. Cats. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. So there's, uh, yeah, we, we should probably just do some Googling of all of this. But uh, it was an amazing time. We had an absolutely amazing time. Mm-hmm. Didn't run into any assholes Along the way, Mm-mm. not not to say, I mean, lots online. <laughs> God. <laughs> to continue yes. the TikTok conversation. Yeah. When we had cell service, we when just we had didn't, cell service. We didn't. We didn't have cell service a, a, quite a often. Yeah, and that was surprising. Cause yeah, we kind of expected that. So. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it was just a, a amazing, relaxing, rejuvenating time, um, and we we came back saying. People should take more vacations. More vacations, but we were like, minimum is 10 days. Yeah. Like, it should be about two weeks. People should be taking two-week vacations. Yeah. And they should do it several times a year and be paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, though. No. It's... Because think about how think about how much more productive we're going to be in our various roles that we have. Yeah. Coming back rested and rejuvenated and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's like... No, I was literally, as we were leaving, you know, that our first day of my vacation time, I, I was at, and it kind of came up a few times, but I was at a breaking point. Like, yeah. I, the fatigue was so great. Um, one of it's just managing what we're all managing, which is COVID. And so when you go out in your trailer and... Um, you're in these forests and hiking. You're not masked. You you kind of forget you're right in in the middle of a pandemic, and so there was a part of it that was freeing that way. Um, but the the other is just um, I could just I could just shut it all off, and I got to work on the projects that I wanted to work on. Yeah. You know my my own business and our rethink business and. Although without the self-service, we didn't get as much right. of that done as we had right. wanted. But, um, yeah, it was, yeah, I did I did not want to come home. I wanted to see Asher and Sydney and Kaylee, but um, I didn't really want to come home. Yeah. So I could do that long term. Yeah, yeah, I think so. You know, there's this, there's this thing that, um, you know, that has, that has been in like the national conversation for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a, it's about like self care mm-hmm. and it's not just self care in, you know, you know, we got to be healthy and eat healthy and exercise and all that kind of stuff. But it's in, it's in like mental self care, um, self 
care. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's in making sure we take time to rest, that we're, that we're not... Uh, you know, America in particular has such a focus. Well, not in particular. There are other countries that do too, but has such a focus on production. Like we are valued mm-hmm. by what we produce. And so the more we can produce, the more value we have, yeah. right? Um, and Which is ironic because we actually don't play that out monetarily. You know, yeah. so for high productive um, employees, it doesn't necessarily mean they're compensated yeah, but, for that. But in reality, that's... That's kind of the thing, though, mm-hmm. is it's yeah. how, if we can produce more money for right. our employers. Well, then we're more valuable as employees. Well, right? I'm starting to, to realize that this great work ethic I was raised with and I raised my daughters with yeah. um, now in this world actually works a bit against us. It doesn't actually get you ahead. It just gets you more more tasks and more responsibility. Yeah. Um, it doesn't necessarily get you um, opportunity. No. And no. Um, so you and I are personally rethinking all of it. Yeah. Um, part of it is building these businesses and saying, you know, at some point we're going to be working for ourselves entirely. Um, we're not there yet. And, um, but I, I want to call the shots. Yeah. You know, I want to decide where I work from. I want to decide what view I'm looking out at. Um, you know, I had a couple of um, Zoom meetings during our trip with, um, for work and, or for our businesses work, not yeah. for my yeah. day job work. And uh, I'm sitting there having these conversations, looking out at the sun setting over the ocean. And somebody says, hey, I just saw a surfer walk by. And um, <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I'm also smelling pot <laughs> come through <laughs> the yeah. trailer as well. But like, it was just like... I forgot um, to bring some of that. <laughs> But I was like, oh my gosh, I want this every day. Not yeah. pot, but... <laughs> but why not, though? Because <laughs> I don't. But um, but it was just like, this This is the life that yeah. I want, is I want the scenery changing when I want it to change, and I want to work for myself, and I want to... We want to be inspired by the places that, that we we're visit, at. and the, M- the new people that we yeah. meet, and yeah. That was one thing we didn't do, that I think if we weren't trying to isolate ourselves to rest um, during this time, we would have taken more time to um, be with other people that we met. um. Because we did, I mean, a very, very little bit. Yeah. um, You know, had a number of conversations with people. Mm -hmm. We're just friendly with people. And it's like people in those environments are more friendly. They they are. And uh, there's um, like immense... Immense amount of stories, mm-hmm. um, and so we got little snippets of people's stories. Mm-hmm. Um, had we, you know, had the time to to not care about, you know, we had this agenda that we were gonna, where are we going tomorrow? Yeah. If that hadn't been our thing, we probably would have taken more time to hear the stories, which I think would have impacted us and our humanity yeah. a little bit more than it did with the limited amount. But yeah, um, I agree. And yeah, I just. Uh, and then, you know, going and seeing uh, Jason's restaurant um, just made me think, I want to go. I, I know people doing amazing things all over the country. I want to go and stop in and see their amazing things. You know, yeah. I don't want to just hear about it. I don't want to just see it virtually and digitally. I I want to experience it. And it was, 
Was... Support them and yeah. and to be a part of their joy and you know all all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, you know, it's this. You know, it, there's this there's this other part of it too where it's like where, you know, it's getting small too, right? Like we, you know, we don't we don't live in a big house. You know, um, I don't say we live in a tiny house, but we don't live in a big house. We don't have a lot of stuff, you know, all that kind of thing. But but the but the stuff that we do have, the house that we do have, like it it hangs on to us too. Yeah. Right? And so it's like, you know, when we when we think about going really small, we think about that um, allowing the space, allowing the experiences to be our stuff, mm-hmm. right? Um, where we're not we're not trying to, you know, get the next car or we're not trying to, you know, whatever it is. I'm not going to come up with a list of stuff now because I, honestly, I can't right now. No. Um, but we're just, we want the, the freedom. Mm-hmm. We want the space. We want to just be like untethered, mm-hmm. right? Um, but, I, but I think there's something else that's really, really important to us too. And because we've, we've talked about it a lot and it's like, as we're, as we're building Rethink and and in your coaching practice and, and, you know, um, we're really talking about how, and I think more, more specifically with rethink how we can, we, we want to build this to a point where we need to hire people, right? Mm -hmm. Right. We need to hire people to come work for us to, um, to help with marketing, to help with, Mm -hmm. you know, web development and, you know, all the things that would, would need to be done. We, you know, um, and we want to not just experience this life for ourselves, but we want to have a culture within Rethink where it this is a cultural value of ours. Yeah. Like if you're a, if you're a part of this Rethink team, part of what we value is your mental, spiritual, physical health, your your space that you don't burn out, that you, you know, you have what you need to, you know, to when you're here, you're all here. But there's plenty of time for you to not be here too. And when you're not here, we want it to be about you know you are, you know, taking care of yourself in whatever way that looks like for yeah. you. You know, um, and so it's like we have this thing that we're you know that we're definitely trying to that we're passionate about and motivates mm-hmm. us in in rethink to you know to help people to you know, rethink how they've been thinking about things, you know, mm-hmm. to, to give them that position to be able to do that. But it's also that we want to, we want to build this business so that we can have this culture amongst mm-hmm. our people. And we can like, and then with our, with our staff, whatever we're going to call them, our employees, our partners or whatever else, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, our team that, uh, that we want them to, to be able to participate in that same value too. Mm-hmm. That, and it's that, that cyclical like everyone like giving that we're mm-hmm. that we're a, a, a culture of giving here, you know. Um, so I, I don't know. There's just like I mean, there's there's all these things that that kind of come around this where it isn't just. Um, this isn't just like we just want to get away from everything Mm-mm. and no. not have things tying us down, you know. But it's like no, no, no. There's a life that we want to live, that we want to. Um, this is going to sound kind of funny. We want to be evangelists for, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, right. Cause it's been, you know, the context of course, but it's, uh, but really, 
um, in that uh, uh, saying, no, we, we think there's, we think we should be taking more vacations. We think we should be taking better care of ourselves. We think there should be space for that in well, our community. Well, and I think to to give it real service, you know, when we talk about rethinking things and some of the con- some of the conversations we've had on this podcast have been how far out of the box can we get so that we can look at this at a different angle. And sometimes right. you have to get really outside the box in order to imagine something from a completely different construct, right? right? And um, I'm, I'm feeling like the pandemic has been giving a lot of people that opportunity. Um, even something as simple as m- moving to working for, at home yeah. and saying, oh, there's some things I value here. Oh, there's some things I really don't like about this. And really finding out something new about yourself yeah. um, because the box had to be um, rethought, right? Um, in order for people to stay alive or to beat this thing, right? So I feel like, um, you know, and all that to to the conversation about people just don't want to work. No, I don't. I really don't think that's what it is. I think the pandemic uh, woke everybody up to the fact that their value is underrated in the work that they do. And, um, and if I'm going to change something, I can't keep doing the same thing over and over again and expect a different result. And they want to have meaning in what yeah. they're doing. They, they want right. there to be value in what they're doing. And, and, you know, and there's this part of it where it's like, you know, if, if you're an employer who's having a difficult time finding people to come work for you, then you should rethink, <laughs> you know, are you, are you providing, um, are you providing a, a service, a, uh, product or whatever else it might be that uh, that that has like this understood value to it that people want to engage with you to be a part of this thing that you're doing. Um, and second, do you? I'm holding up my fingers as if our podcast audience yeah. can see them. Right. Um, secondly, that uh, are are you inviting people to come join? in a healthy kind of way, or are you saying, are you, you know, struggling with finding employees because, you know, it's hard to find anybody to work for minimum wage anymore. Nobody just wants, nobody wants to work anymore and nobody, and just clock in and clock out and just do what they're told and, you know, whatever else, you know, that's that old school kind of thinking that if, that if that is going to have to change because though those kinds of positions are going to die, mm-hmm. I think. Um, well, you had uh, one employer who at one point said, um, I, I really don't care about... Uh, developing people. About developing yeah. people. If I could hire robots to do this job, I would. Yeah. And, and, I, and think, I said, you don't really mean that. I was like, come on. And he's like, no, I actually really do. <laughs> I was like, oh. Okay, so we have just valued, yeah. um, you know, human interaction and human um, relationship in the workplace, and um, to basically zero, and um, and I think um, employees have decided that they aren't zero anymore. Well, and that goes back to what we were talking about in the in the first place that the value is on what we can produce, you mm-hmm. know, and and really in a in America. 
it, it's about what we can produce for money wise, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Dollar wise, right? And so if a if a robot can produce more financial value than a human being can, then I'll pick the robot, mm-hmm. right? Because it's because the robot becomes more valuable at that point, mm-hmm. and a human being is less valuable at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like and and it's like okay, so there's a there's a sense where it's like in a in a certain kind of business context where the bottom line and profitability is the only value that a company holds, um, then sure, that makes sense. That makes yeah. lots of sense if that's your if that is your primary value. Right. There are some employers in this country right now. One of them is out of Seattle. Dan something. I forget his yeah, last name. Yeah, I forgot I'm his last name. blanking on his last name. I know his sudden. name was Dan something. Yeah. yeah. But he um, he is advocating that um, creating value in those on the employment team actually uh, produces better production. Yeah. And not in terms of, you know just harder work, but actual innovation and, um, you know, just human performance and all of that. Uh, if you don't follow his Instagram, it's worth following. I'll figure out who it was in a second, (laughs) but, um, but, uh, but, but he is somebody who is rethinking how employees, um, interact or how employers interact with employees, how business owners choose to run their businesses and what their values and ethics are around that. Um, And people are trying, like, submitting resumes like crazy to be part of his team because he does not have a turnover rate like other companies do. People want to be there. Yeah. And he's looking at what is the human need I have a business need. How can these two connect and support each other? Right. And that's innovation. That's rethinking. That's saying I'm willing to do something different so that it's good for everyone, not just good for me. Yeah. Um, I saw a post on his Instagram at one point um, that some point in this whole journey for him, his his employees have um, like stock membership into his business and they together bought him a tesla (laughs) who fucking does that i can't think of a single employer in my life that i would buy a tesla for or contribute to it (laughs) and not because i don't think that they're a good human being but i wouldn't be in that frame of reference no because it's a transactional relationship you hire me to do a job i do the job you pay me money and And as long as i do the job right as long as i do the job you will keep hiring right. me and you will keep paying me money. Yeah. But it's transactional. Mm-hmm. And so it's... And what we normally see is that <clears throat> the employer says, hey, thanks for working for me. I'm going to go buy myself a Tesla. Right. And instead, this is a, a real flip. And I'm not yeah. saying that... I mean, I've had good employers too. So it's not like... Yeah. No, it's not that. This is about a change in, in thinking. A, a much broader perspective. Yes. And I think other people who are in good work environments still wouldn't think about buying their employer right. a Tesla. So um, I think I think the pandemic is offering this uh, this in the midst of its atrocity. It's offering um, silver linings for some of us to say, "Gosh, this might be an opportunity 
for me to uh, find out, one, who I am, what resonates with me, yes. what are my dreams? I know what my employer's dreams are, right. but what are mine? Right. Do I still align with that? Or is it time for me to create something for myself? Yeah. And, um, and I think I'm excited to see what comes of that. Yeah. What do people create? What do people follow? Um, I think uh, it will produce a lot of smaller businesses and it will begin to move us away from, I mean, you're not going to get away from Amazon right now or these big corporate entities, yeah. but not, it's, not that's what they're going to compete against now yeah. is something um, more of a quality of life than a um, ability to produce. Yeah. So, um, and I think there's always going to be people who are really okay with the production and they're, they're okay, okay with just a the job that they and there's, in no, and and there's, there's nothing wrong with nothing that. Nothing wrong with that. Because there's a value in that. There is that. a value. Um, and a stability. Yeah. And, and so like if that's what your value is, your value is a stable income and, mm -hmm. you know, and I just, I know it completely what's expected of me and, and all that kind of stuff. And so this is a safe environment for me. And I feel like I'm contributing to something that, mm -hmm. you know, that all of those things are there, whether they, whether they put them into words or not. So absolutely there, we're not talking about that the whole thing has to, you know, we can't do business and, yeah. like we <laughs> like we've done it before yeah. in any kind of way. It all has to blow up and do it all over again. We're, we're really talking about changes in mindset. Yeah, on this. and it may have to shift the way that um, corporates uh, corporations yeah. decide to do, compensate and treat and provide for their employees yeah. um, differently. Um, I had recently. I am part of a coaching group. Um, that brings in different uh, coaches to mm -hmm. Zoom call with us and kind of share their expertise. I had one that came into this group um, uh, in regards to our mindset around money. And starting off with this idea that we have some type of relationship with money. Yeah. And it can be a very positive one or it can be a very negative or even toxic one. And, but identifying that you actually have a relationship and this relationship is dictating how you navigate the world, what you do, how you dream, how, you know, all of that. Yeah. And, um, for me, I know that my money mindset has been scarcity and survival. Mm -hmm. So, um, from the time I was little to today, um, it has, it has had this, uh, make enough to get by, make enough to pay the bills and hope that you get a raise so that you can add a little more to that. Mm -hmm. And even with good raises, we, you know, that we feel like we're, you know, moving forward and, and all of that. And I'm also been raised with um, the Christianity perspective of money, which is that um, th that it shouldn't own you. Um, right. Which isn't necessarily b bad advice. Um, but it, but it also tends to be a bit of the enemy, mm. um, in that, uh, I shouldn't have more than I need. Right. Um, and so with those mindsets, I realize I keep navigating the world and our opportunities with scarcity. And, um, so her challenge to us was to start, um, her name is Annika Roberts and, um, her challenge to us was to 
to consider a different relationship, a healthier relationship with money that's far more emotionally neutral. Mm. The money just is. And that we can, um, um, she, she would say, if you desire it, then it's meant for you to do. Mm. And that one really rocked me because my experience with evangelical Christianity has been that des- one desire is wrong. Um, I shouldn't have it. It's probably evil if it's a, if I'm desiring something, yeah. right? Yeah. And the other is that I have navigated the world in terms of um, uh, what does God want for me? And so therefore I don't do anything that God hasn't laid out for me, right? right? right. So I'm kind of in this life of response to uh, the circumstances. Mm. So her perspective was, um, if I desire it, then it's my, it's, it's for me to do. Mm. It's meant for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because the de- having the desire period isn't necessarily a desire somebody else has. It's the desire you have. So there's something in there that you need to pay attention to because it's meant for you. Mm. And so if I follow that out, then I say, okay, I want, for let's use rethink for example. I want, um, I, we've dreamed it up. We've created this. It's, it's a desire of ours to create this particular atmosphere, this particular um, business model, all of it. And um, so I could look at it and say, in my old thinking, mm, if it doesn't work out, God didn't want it to happen. Right. 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 And, and that's not unusual. That is how we've navigated almost every decision in our life yeah. up to this point. Or I can say, this is a desire that's been sitting here fostering in my mind and my soul and my heart, and it's meant for me to do. Yeah. So I'm going to do it. So it's already manifested in the future that it exists there. And I'm going to touch it, feel it, experience mm-hmm. it, smell it, um, know it. Um, I just don't know what the in-between those two spaces are from the desire to the manifestation of it um, in motion. So then the the course for me is not about determining whether or not I'm supposed to. It's about how do I get there. Mm. And so I navigate the steps. Okay, these are the parameters. This is my, um, you know, my desire for what this looks like, what kind of um, income needs to come from that, you know, all of that sort of thing. And you do, you, then you do the action steps in between. And you don't decide what those action steps are before it's manifested, before mm. it's real, right? And this was just such a mind-blowing approach for me. Um, it was actually another one of those layers of rethinking um, evangelical right. Christianity right. that saying, Oh my gosh, I am I'm not bridled to making literally, you know, get by wages um and then tithing to the church some amount of it and and you and I used to feel so guilty if we spent money on a vacation mm-hmm. while being paid to do um while you were a pastor. Like we don't deserve that. This right. is people's money that we're using to do that. Like it's really kind of fucked up how money has um, been a part of our yeah. life, that relationship. So we step back and we say, 
I'm rethinking my mindset on how I have a relationship with money. Money isn't going to own my decisions. I'm going to make my decisions and figure out where the money comes mm. from to do that. And it's not about, you know, racking up debt or anything like that. It's not about irresponsibility. It's about manifestation. It's about um, determining mm. this is where yeah. I'm yeah. going and this is where I'm headed. Yeah. So it's really interesting because you and I, have, as we work through Rethink, we have um, kind of put ourselves some markers, you know, income markers, mm -hmm. like how many members does it take to get to make this income, to pay the expenses, to then, um, you know, pay for, you know, living, all of that sort of stuff. And there's this big number out there, <laughs> not not by us, but yes. in uh, particularly in the coaching world or small business world, um, when you do um, you know at home business, that um, a ten thousand dollar month is like whoa. And so there are a lot of coaches out there that will advertise, "I can help you get a ten thousand dollar month next month." Right? So, yeah. and I'm like exhausted with hearing about this, but for the sake of this quirky conversation <laughs> in the coaching world, I decided to do the math. What, how many memberships would it take to have a $10,000 month? Right. And uh, I was a little nervous about doing this. I know it's a simple task, but it was like, okay, I'm, I'm playing into this thing that drives me nuts on social media, right. like figuring that out. But we're also talking about Rethink being this space where we hone into the ex-evangelical, somebody who is deconstructing Christianity specifically yeah, or kinda, yeah. or programmed religion. Yes, a little more pointed, yes. Yeah, and um, so when I did the math, it, we need 666 members <laughs> <laughs> to do a $10,000 month. And when I saw that, I was like, Oh God, I want 666 members <laughs> just yes. because it is such a, um, like a, it's, it's the humor yes, in the whole yes, thing, it is. right? It's, yes. And, um, and I'm telling you that when we get 666 members, the whole world will hear about we it. We <laughs> are going to celebrate that number. Um, and not, not because it makes $10,000, but it's just the quirkiness of it. Yes. But, um, but I think that. Um, if we're going to ask people to rethink things in terms of what do we believe, our belief systems, we can't do it and not say, what do I rethink about money? What do I rethink about employment? What do I rethink about small business? What do I rethink about being an employer? Um, what do I rethink about the quality of life? Like yeah. we can't, uh, we can't just rethink one area. It's pretty pervasive. Um, in all aspects of our life. Well, and I've talked a lot, so it's your turn. No, but that, that is, that's what we have uh, actually come up against and, and all that, not come up against, but that we have, you know, continue to um, discover in all of these conversations is that everything is connected. Yeah. Everything is connected. And so it's like that, you know, pulling at the string mm -hmm. and, the, and the whole sweater begins to unravel, right? You, you use that that example all the time. Mm -hmm. um, but it really is like that, that there's no part of this that that one part doesn't affect another part. And so, um, I, you know, so for us this weekend, this was a lot of our, this consumed a lot of our, our thinking actually, is that, um, you know, 
how how bad do we want this mm-hmm. life, right? That we've we've kind of put. Why do we want this life? That's a mm-hmm. big thing for you know. Right. Too. Why do we want it? Do we just want it for ourselves, or do we want it for others too? And that's been part, you know. Uh, so all of those things, it was like it that there are some things that became so clear to us in this that were just like, yeah, we have some very specific reasons why we want our our life to look a certain way and and let's let's be honest I mean part of it is is because um of what we have dedicated our lives to so far yeah right um that you know I, I have this weird relationship with of like I don't re- I don't necessarily re- regret no. you know what we've dedicated our life to so far um I don't have any, uh, you know, I, I don't wish things were different, you know. I, I'm very happy we have our girls. I'm very happy oh, yeah, Asher yeah, yeah. is here. I'm very happy, you know, that we have each other and all that kind right, of stuff, right, right. right? But there is this thing where it's like we had, you know, we dedicated the first half. Um, of, no, no the first tw- at least 20 years. Yeah, we dedicated towards... Uh, building other people's dreams. Yeah. Now, whether that's in the church, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, and you know, building and, and helping people to realize their place in the kingdom of God or, you right. know, or, or whether it was, um, you know, to find their purpose, you know, in, yeah. or, or whether it was building other people's businesses and doing that very, very well or, or whatever else, that's what we dedicated our lives to and mm-hmm. we and we've we're looking at ourselves now and we're not like you know we we've lived a fine life it's been a fine life uh, um, it's, it's a, a very full life yeah to say the least but we're like but we're like but what we want is actually different, different. and so we now are in this place where we like we want to to pursue what what we want God, it, it almost like, did you feel how oh, difficult yeah, it yeah. was for me to say yeah, that? Yeah, I could right? see it visually. Yeah. yeah. Um, because it, we've been programmed for so long that we're not supposed to be that way. We're know? not supposed to want. We're not supposed to yeah. want anything that's about self or self-desire. So one of the things that we were talking about is uh, while on this trip and while walking the beaches and you finding all the amazing <laughs> I, I sand dollars and, and all this kind of stuff, right? Is that one of the things that influenced me early on in my youth yeah. pastor days was this book that I read. And the, the title of the book is Don't Waste Your Life. <laughs> By John Piper. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. You, you don't have to turn off the podcast right here. <laughs> you can keep it on because we'll redeem this moment. Yeah. Um, don't Waste Your Life is what it was called. And it, one of the, the ways the book starts is with this, you know, this anecdote of reading in Reader's Digest magazine he talks about about this couple that worked really hard and invested wisely and retired early and they bought a Winnebago and they moved to Florida and they just traveled the coast of Florida finding seashells and he was like (laughs) like we were standing there on these beaches going I'm picking up seashells. (laughs) And he was like, what a waste of a life, you know, that 
that you would do all this effort to go look for seashells, you know, and that's the epitome of your life. That's, you know, all that. And so we're, you know, and that influenced us greatly. Oh my gosh, you gave that years. book to every senior that graduated. Oh my God. I'm I was so sorry so if you were one book. of those that got so the book. Just go burn it right now. Book. And like, we have to find our purpose, you know, yeah. and our purpose has to be in, in God's oh will God. and all this kind of stuff. And that's how we dedicated our entire lives, right? And then, you know, here we were this, you know, this last week and we're walking the beach and we're picking up seashells and we're, we're thinking about this. We brought it up a couple different times, you know, how John Piper would be very irritated with us, right? Now, <laughs> you know? And we're like, this guy doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. He doesn't know how to live. Because this is like, like right now in this moment, we are so full of life. Yeah. Like we were just like, we're full of it. We're like the beauty of the, the ocean crashing up against the mm -hmm. shores and receding and, and all of the wildlife hidden under the surface, surface the yeah. sands and, you know, and, and then the smells that were in the air and we're there together and just enjoying each other's mm -hmm. company and, and the, the, the joy that you had of finding these whole <laughs> sand dollars because you You'd never been able to do, do that. that. Like yeah. in, you know, the X amount of decades of our life, <laughs> you've never been able to do that, Four you know? Ish. <laughs> <laughs> and uh um and it, how it was just this amazing, filling, wonderful like time for us. And we're like, this guy doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. No, you but know? if I'm really honest with you, yeah, and I don't know if you'll feel the same way. As I pick up those seashells, the phrase, don't waste your life. Yeah. It yeah. sat there. Yeah. And it was because it was so deeply ingrained that this was not how you were supposed to do life. Right. And, and so I would rise above it and I would say, no, this is living. But I have to actually work my mental um, mantras to yeah. remember to overcome that to program. overcoming that programming and yeah. and and I'm like it's a freaking seashell like why are we writing a book about how bad this is like, <laughs> I'm sorry that you don't like seashells they're really quite amazing actually <laughs> they smell in my garage right now but <laughs> yes they stink yeah <laughs> but I'm I'm like you missed out yeah you missed out on living and you know what I want to look for seashells at any beach that I go to. Not because I need to collect them because I'm at my max. Um, <laughs> we don't need any more. We don't need any more. But because it's life and it's part of the, yeah. the this whole life that I live and watching the tide come in and bring new seashells and bury them in the sand yeah. for something to release from the seashell. Yeah. And become somebody else's home. One of the things that we found was um, this really cool open seashell. Not yeah. like the closed one that we don't know what's inside. <laughs> but it was an open one, but it was still connected at the joint. Yeah. And, um, and it was really cool because it was really big. It was like the size of my palms. Yeah. And when you looked in it, there's like three snails in there or yeah. some kind of Yeah, no, they were little snails. snails. Yeah. And we're like, somebody left this home? 
and somebody else entered this home. Yeah, and then I flicked them right out of there. (laughs) So we have a lot to learn still. We need more adventures on the beach to learn how to treat nature. This is my house now, bitches. God. Right. Anyway, my point being that some of that um, early programming, that deeply embedded ideas of our relationship with money, yeah. our relationship with quality of life, our relationship with worth, work ethic. With uh, rest. With, with rest, yeah. with self-care, self-care, self-love. God, we got into it. What, somebody who said self-love was evil yeah. on TikTok. And I'm like, <laughs> I really refrain from just saying, fuck you. <laughs> um, and trying to have a, you know, a normal conversation with somebody and realize I can't. Yeah. Because you're not going to listen. Sometimes fuck you is the only only answer. answer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, um, it, it's just, uh, the, the idea of approaching life from a a more holistic, um, space of integrating all of these things and rethinking all of it and saying, I have room to grow. I have room to learn. Um, and in that, what I get from it is life giving. Yeah. It's expansive. It's yeah. it's good. So, um mm. so yeah, I want more of that. I don't I mean, I'll go back to work tomorrow in my day job. Yeah. But I didn't really want to come home. I wanted to keep you know, expand looking for seashells. keep looking for seashells and keep expanding these things that we created. Yeah. Um if you have $15 a month to spare, you could be part of our 666. <laughs> that's so great. Yeah, we didn't record a commercial in front of this no. one. So that's the there commercial. Anybody that's you... held on to the end, there's the cherry on top. <laughs> Would you like you to be part? You could be a part of the 666 club. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and if you're an ex-evangelical... Damn it, I don't know why you won't do it. Yeah, yeah. You, what are you saying? You wouldn't? Are you afraid of 666? Does number bother you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what what happens to our 666th member? Like that is, they <gasps> are that member. Oh my gosh. Oh. I'm going to think of something. It's going like to be so amazing. Not just a party, they need something. Like, that's yeah. epic. Like, that if you're the 666 member. Now, the reverse is, if you're the 777 number, what do you get? <laughs> right. That's right. That's right. Yes, yes. Deep, uh, if you're deep, the 666 number, number, I will go visit you and look for seashells with you. That's Oh, you just said <gasps> right? it just now. Right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, let's hope. Nobody wants me to visit. but Let's hope they're... In Europe, Europe or something. <laughs> in Greece. Please. Or <laughs> Please be in Greece. Yeah. I would really like it if yeah. you were in Greece. Yeah, <laughs> no. Um, I, I, you know, I second guess the things that we do all the time because it is wired deeply and from a very young age that um, I'm not worthy of something good. Right. And, um, but I think, that what we have created with Rethink, what we have created with my life coaching business, it's good. Yeah. And um, and I think, I know, I know, I just have to remind myself that I'm worthy of yeah. its success. Yeah. Um, I am impatient. 
mm-hmm. and I am I am ready um, sure. to keep creating beautiful things. Yeah. So, yeah. So let's uh, let's rethink what productivity is because this was actually a very productive trip. It was yeah. with not a lot of I don't know. In a, in a very different way, in a very different yeah. kind of way, it was, and you know, I. What if rest actually equaled productive? Well, it does. I mean, yeah. Anyway, we now we start the conversation all over again. I know. I know. But uh, but yes, yeah, for sure. Um, so. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed our time together, mm-hmm. but um, I don't come back feeling like, well, we just shut everything off for ten days and now we back to the grind. I mean, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't feel like that. I feel like there was, like we we learned how to breathe again. Mm-hmm. You know, we learned how to just be again, mm-hmm. to just sit and listen to the the waves. Um, we. Uh, we connected, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff. And it's um, it's so valuable, so worth it. Such a great time. Um, Annika said in her talk with us that there are some of us who will work to save for our retirements. Mm-hmm. We don't have one. We're just going to work, <laughs> right? Um, but some of us will work for that so that when we turn 60, 70 years old, that we can now do the things that we have waited our entire life, we've worked our entire life to do. But what if, instead of doing that, we invested in our rest, we invested in our vacation, we invested in our doing now while we can actually enjoy it? Yeah. Um, And I'm not saying 60 and 70-year-olds can't. I'm just saying it's a different kind of, you know, (laughs) our... Our desires are right there, yes, right now, yes, right? Yes, yes, And in in somewhere in that rest and in that vacation or in that following that thing that we do, particularly with money, that we actually find the next. We find the next thing. It's the thing. We find the space, the place, the market, the the product. We find mm-hmm. the dream that sat there, that if we hadn't gone there, we wouldn't have found, wouldn't have it. found it. Yeah. And and what if we waited 60 years and never found it, but we do get to do the thing of walking on the beach, finding the seashells? Right. They're two different stories. Yeah. I'm not 60, but God, it's coming quicker than I'd like. <laughs> I'd, <laughs> I'd like... I'd like to find the treasure within the journey now rather than wait for it then. Here, (laughs) here. Well, here is to... Adventures. um, Adventures. Mm -hmm. How about that? Yeah. All right. Okay. See ya. (laughs) 